Hello, and welcome to the Cybersecurity Awesomeness Podcast, hosted by Enterprise Management Associates, an industry-leading IT analyst research firm that provides deep insights across the full spectrum of IT and data management technologies. The Cybersecurity Awesomeness Podcast will take a deep dive into the security topics that are top of mind for information security practitioners, IT professionals, and technology business leaders. Join security experts Chris Steffen, VP of Research at EMA, and Ken Buckler, Research Analyst at EMA, for some truly awesome topics. Chris and Ken, take it away. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the Cybersecurity Awesomeness Podcast. I am your host. My name is Chris Steffen. Joining me today is my friend and colleague, Ken Buckler. Ken, a good afternoon, good evening, good morning. Hello, hello, hello. Today, we are going to talk a little bit about something that we already touched on a little bit in a previous podcast. It is something that has garnered a lot of attention, and I wanted to specifically talk about this in the broader sense, which is SSL certificates and SSL certificates that are going to expire in 90 days. If you haven't heard and are not aware, there is a basically a change, a policy change coming from our friends at Google. They are the impetus behind this, although, and I won't get too much into the commentary, somebody else should have done this a long, long time ago. Anyway, they are coming out with, if you're using the Chromium browser, that your SSL certs will expire every 90 days. It doesn't mean that they're going to expire four times a year. It actually means they're going to expire five times a year because 360 days is not a year. It's 365 days in a year. Anyway, we're going to get into that a little bit today. Ken has done some research recently. We have a client he's going to talk about that, that sponsored that research and found some very interesting things about SSL certificates and how they're expiring and what the impacts are going to be. So Ken, take it away. Share a little bit about some of the research found. Yeah, so so uh, so the research, uh, as you said, this was spurred by uh, Google's proposal for the the ninety day certificate policy. Um, we actually uh, started working on this uh, immediately after the RSA conference. Uh, this was actually one of the results of, of the conference. Like, okay, hey, we need to research this more. We need to, you know, see what's going on. And uh, AppViewX uh, was uh, generous enough to sponsor this research. Uh, among other services, AppViewX uh, has certificate lifecycle management solution that they offer. And uh, that fell greatly in line with the, the theme of the research. So we looked at three different uh, components for the research. We looked at raw information uh, about, about SSL certificates on Shodan. We looked at Google search trends around SSL certificates. And then we also looked at common questions on Stack Exchange related SSL certificates. Um, first one I'm going to go with is going to be the, the Shodan information. The, the most terrifying statistic to me, so the reason that uh, TLS 1.3 was recently uh, released was because of the fact that TLS 1.2 all previous versions of TLS, all versions of SSL were all susceptible to man-in-the-middle attacks. Well, even though, you know, TLS 1.3's been out, oh, what, what's it been? Uh, it's been at least a year. I'm, I'm probably more than that now. Oh, yeah, four, four, three, four years now. So, so even though it's been out that long, only uh, 20% of organizations on the web have adopted TLS 1.3 for their... Uh, certificates. 
So the, the other 80% are still subject to man-in-the-middle attacks. That's, that, that's terrifying. Yeah, it is terrifying. And let's talk about that a little bit. I know one of the, so I did some of this research as well, as you well know. Part of the TLS conversation is around visibility. And so part of the, the hesitance of adopting TLS 1.3 is the visibility products that were out there, are out there today, become invisibility products when you take and adopt TLS 1.3. And so if you are concerned about internal or external traffic and being able to monitor or parse or understand what that traffic includes, TLS 1.3 basically makes a lot of those products inoperable. And so that was a non-starter for a lot of companies. In fact, some of the research that I did, and I am actually doing this research again for another company, shows that about 20% of companies out there experience an attack after they took and adopted TLS 1.3 because they didn't have the visibility that they had before the adoption. That's really concerning as well. Again, I'm not saying that TLS 1.3 is not good, bad. I'm not making that kind of commentary at all. I'm telling you that the technology to be able to administer those environments is one of the major reasons people are having troubles adopting TLS 1.3. And I think another reason that they're probably having trouble with it too is that apparently SSL certificate management is hard. Um, you know, who knew, right? So so that's why there's a lot of different solutions out there that will do the, the lifecycle management for you. Um, looking at some of the statistics that we pulled, 10% of the SSL certs that we uh, looked at were expired, and another 15% were self-signed. So, so now we're looking at 25% of the, the certificates that are out there right now are regardless of you know if you're using tls ssl whatever they're they're either expired or self-signed and still considered poor security whether it's it's you know regardless of what algorithms you're using so that right there shows that organizations are really struggling um and that was further reinforced with some of the google searches uh looking at the the common search topics 96% 96% of the queries related to SSL certificates were questions on how to renew those certificates. So it, clearly it's a struggle. And, and the 90-day the window that Google is, is uh, looking to enforce will make it even harder for organizations. But it, it's going to be desperately needed. So, so really, ultimately, what's going to happen? They're going to have to adopt a, a, a lifecycle management solution that takes care of renewing those certificates for them. Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. There's no solution that I can think of, or there's no way around this problem that I can think of where you as even a small to medium-sized business are going to have the manpower that you need, the diligence that you need in order to make the 90-day cert expiry challenge all on your own. This is one of those times where phoning a friend makes sense. Whether it is AppViewX, whether it is another third party, there are freeware solutions that do uh, certificate management. No matter how you look at it, you need to find something that helps you do this in an automated fashion. If you don't, you will likely fail. Even those companies that, first of all, it's 180 days now, and sometimes it's actually annually, and you see failures at, at an annual level all the time. I mean, every single day. 
and, and there's there's interesting anecdotal stories, so on and so forth. But regardless, it's happening all the time. So you multiply that times five and you can guess the number of problems that we're going to have. This is not something that might happen. I absolutely guarantee you that this is going to be a problem. So if you're not aware of this being a problem in your environment, maybe you have a great solution in place and this is just another click configuration and you're good to go. If you don't know that this is a problem in place, I would talk with your IT team. I would talk with whoever controls your certificates because maybe that changes all the time. Understand what your process is going to be and understand what you're going to do if it has to change every 90 days. And, and what's really interesting, so the United States has over a million expired certificates right now. Okay. Now, that, with that said, the United States is actually in a lot better shape percentage-wise than many of the other countries. Um, so even though it was a million certificates, it was still only like less than 10%. I want to say it was maybe like 5% are actually expired. There's other countries out there, such as China or Venezuela, that have significant number expired. China, 70% of their certificates are expired. Venezuela, 97% of their SSL certs are expired. So this is a, a problem across the globe. And another interesting statistic we found was that nonprofits, organizations that have a .org domain, were more likely to have an expired certificate than other organizations. So, so international nonprofits are probably in very terrible shape. Yeah, and not not really a surprise there. I know that when when you have a e-commerce motivator to make certain that your certs are up to date and whatever have you, well, there you go. I mean, money talks, right? When it is a nonprofit organization that maybe doesn't have a lot of bandwidth to to deal with this kind of thing, or or, or maybe just doesn't have a solution at all to deal with it, it, it becomes less of a priority. And, and that's unfortunate. I mean, I know that that's a problem. Um, hopefully they're listening and can potentially get on top of it and do something about it before this problem becomes significantly worse. I did want to talk specifically about what, from your opinion, and, and what from the researches did you find that companies really should be doing to prepare for this day? And just so we're all very clear, this day isn't yet. The, the the actual enacting day has not yet been determined. It's going to be under review. And from there, they're going to figure out exactly what they're going to do from there. So there is a little time, but we don't know exactly what that date is going to be yet. So what can customers do, security people do, in order to prepare for the coming apocalypse, if that's what you want to call it? Well, you know, the, the most critical thing is going to be you know, to, to have a certificate management solution in place. At, at this point, you you have to have automation in place. Now, like you said, it, you know, that could be open source solution. That could be a commercial solution. You need to find a solution that's going to work for your organization, and you need to have a plan in place. Now, that also needs to mean identifying all the certificates in your organization. You have more certificates in your organization than you probably realize because you don't just have website certificates. You have application certificates you need to worry about as well. And if you don't renew those application certificates on, in a timely manner, things are going to break. The, the modification to this rule is going to fundamentally change how the Internet communicates under the hood. 
So just because you can't see it through your web browser doesn't mean it's not going to be a problem. Yeah, this is one of those things that I'll, I'll use this term and I've used it before. This is one of those things that's not particularly sexy. It's it's all behind the scenes. It's stuff that doesn't get a lot of attention. But it's just like when you turn on the water and you don't get water out of the tap or you flip the light switch and the lights don't come on. You expect everything to work just fine until it doesn't. And then it's a panic. Well, this is one of those things. When we don't have SSL certificates that are working the way that they're supposed to, the internet will not work the way that you want it to. And that's going to be a concern. I I mean, I don't want to, again, the sky is not falling. I'm not trying to take and scare anybody into what's going on. But at the same time, this is something that people need to be aware of and prepare accordingly. And and that even includes mobile apps. Mobile apps will will be affected by this just as much as everything else. Well, excellent. Again, not try to scaring everybody to death, but I hope that you found this informational and, and educational. If you have any questions, always feel free to ping Ken or I. We're always happy to answer those. And until then, we will be out there doing more research on this and, and other things and be able to talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Chris and Ken, for all your great insights on today's topic. Make your next podcast awesome when you work with EMA security experts Chris Steffen or Ken Buckler. Educate your prospects, differentiate your solution, and add the credibility of a third-party expert to your message. Visit cybersecurityawesomeness.com to listen to past episodes.